Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Calling all detectives. A diamond necklace, a locked safe, and a packet of pins. Those are the exhibits on this page for my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. It's pretty hard to tell a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, anything new about larceny or the kind of people who commit it. I was typing a report to Consolidated Insurance about the Fenwick jewel theft when the little man walked into my office. Mr. Browning, I am Gerald Fenwick. I nodded. Sit down, Mr. Fenwick. I kind of thought you'd be coming around to see me. I took the unfinished report from the typewriter and put it on my desk. This is a report to the insurance company about the diamond necklace stolen from your wife. Stolen from a locked safe in your library. Shall I read the report to you? Fenwick squirmed and looked unhappy. No, I don't think that's necessary. Mr. Browning, I've been away for a few days... Just returned today and learned that my wife reported the theft of the necklace. You see, well, she hasn't worn it in a very long time, and, well, to put it bluntly, I sold it some months ago. I needed cash badly. And you didn't tell your wife. Fenwick smiled wryly. My wife isn't the kind of woman you can tell things like that. I shrugged. I'm afraid you'll have to tell her just the same. Fenwick passed a hand across his forehead. Yes, of course, I... I'll do it today. Okay, Mr. Fenwick. And in that case, I won't send in this report, which says just about what you told me. Fenwick thanked me and left. A couple of minutes later... I ran to the window, saw the crowd gathering in the street below. A man had been hit by a car. He was Gerald Fenwick. By the time I got downstairs, Fenwick was dead. A man admitted he'd sold a necklace his wife had reported as stolen. Five minutes later, he was struck and killed by an automobile. John Cooley, head of the investigations department of Consolidated Insurance, was so furious he sizzled. Why didn't you compel him to sign a statement? Now we have only your word for his admission. Mrs. Fenwick's attorneys are suing us for $35,000 insurance on that necklace. You find out where Fenwick sold it, you prove he sold it, or don't ever let me see you again. Uh, yes, sir. right, of course. I should have made Fenwick sign a statement that he'd sold the necklace. But he'd been so frank and his explanation of having been out of town was so obviously the truth that... Yeah, I was really in trouble now that he was dead. 
Mrs. Fenwick's lawyer was a thin-lipped dandy with pale blue marbles for eyes. Mr. Browning, I am not interested in your suppositious story. Can you prove that Mr. Fenwick sold the necklace? There's no other way it could have got out of a locked safe. You suggest that safes have never been burglarized? I suggest that this one wasn't. And what's more, Fenwick told me it wasn't. Mr. Browning, that is a matter of opinion for a court to decide. Your Honor, we ask a postponement in order to gather further evidence. I object. There already have been two postponements. Mrs. Fenwick is in need of this money. I will grant another postponement. A final postponement until a week from today. The court is adjourned. One more postponement. And a fat lot of good it would probably do me. For weeks I'd run myself ragged without pay trying to find where Fenwick had sold or even pawned his wife's necklace. A $35,000 necklace gone without a trace. And that wasn't the only strange thing about the case. An accountant that I consulted told me Fenwick owned the National Silver Plating Company rated at a million and over. Their financial position is excellent. Well, maybe he needed personal money. Maybe. Except that he had over 150000 in cash in his personal bank accounts when he died. I wagged my head sadly. And that won't do us any good in court. I got up. Keep digging. Maybe you'll uncover some reason why he needed money. I was absolutely up against a brick wall. I knew the court wouldn't accept my statement of what a man now dead had admitted. And now I couldn't even prove that he needed money. Then an idea struck me. Fenwick had said he'd been out of town. Maybe he'd sold the necklace in some other city. I dashed over to his office, talked to the National Silver Plating Company's general manager. Mr. Fenwick was in Bermuda. I know he flew there and back nonstop. I groaned. Oh, you'd have about as much chance of selling a $35,000 necklace in Bermuda quietly as you would of selling a herd of elephants. And if you did somehow sell it, you wouldn't be paid in American money. I smiled weakly at the general manager. Okay, thanks. Quite all right. Glad to help you in any way I can. I stared at him. Maybe you can help me at that. This company, is it a corporation? Well, no, Mr. Fenwick owns it personally. Who gets it now, Mrs. Fenwick? I don't believe so. Mr. Fenwick's brother arrived from the West Coast this morning, and I think the will gives him majority control. You don't say. Well, thanks a lot. I drove downtown to a fancy dress shop, one of those places where they'll whip you up a number for two or three hundred dollars. The credit manager there told me, Mrs. Fenwick, she used to have an account here. She doesn't have one anymore. I wouldn't extend credit to her for a packet of pins. Well, I may not be the world's best detective, but when a fact comes up and hits me over the head, I know enough to grab it by the throat. I checked on Mrs. Fenwick's credit all over town, got the same story every place. She had no credit because her husband had refused to pay her bills during the past year. The picture was completed for me by Fenwick's lawyer, who was not the same as Mrs. Fenwick's attorney. This is uh, rather confidential, Mr. Browning, but Mr. and Mrs. Fenwick had been living apart for over a year. She accepted a cash settlement in lieu of dower rights, that is, her right to inherit in his will, and she has an apartment in another part of the city. I nodded. Then what was she doing in Fenwick's house while he was in Bermuda? The lawyer smiled briefly. 
Why don't you ask her? Don't think I won't. I asked her that and a lot of other questions. I told her what happens to people who lose things where they can find them anytime they want and then try to collect insurance. Her attorney was there, and when I got through, Mr. Browning, I think Mrs. Fenwick will uh, be able to recover the necklace and that we shall drop the suit against the insurance company. I looked him in the eye. That's fine. Put it in writing. Yeah, I got it in writing. And that was the end. Like I said, there's all kinds of larceny. And for my money, the kind that's the worst is the kind practiced by people who've got the least reason for it.